Hello and welcome to Bees Overload, the Brentford podcast. Um, so let's get to this. I wanted to do a match preview of Brentford versus Manchester United. You know, this is the first match for uh, Brentford. First home match of the season, so... You know, it's going to be rocking. Um, I mean, it's just going to be packed. Uh, the G-Tech. G-Tech is going to be absolutely packed with people. I don't see, honestly, how Manchester United thinks they're going to win this match. Okay, they... Oh, Okay. From everything that I've seen. Oh, we've got the better players. We've got Cristiano. And we've got Martial and Rashford. Well, first off, Rashford wants to leave. He's already talking about PSG. And then, okay, you've got Cristiano and Bruno and Ericsson. Does that scare you? Cristiano doesn't want to be there. He definitely doesn't want to be there. Um, there was the transfer rumors. Him pimping himself out to Chelsea and Red Bull and Munich and PSG. And even freaking Atletico. So Ronaldo doesn't want to be there. And then Rashford pimping himself out to PSG. And then you've got McFred, Scotty McTominay and Fred in that midfield. I mean, are we supposed to be terrified? No. Okay, you've got Christian Eriksen now. You were playing him as a false nine up front against Brighton, and that didn't work out for you. That resulted in zero goals that whole match against Brighton. So are we supposed to be frightened of Ericsson up front? I'm not, to be truthful. Um, and especially if he has to bail out McFred <laughs> by playing deeper than he normally wants to, that plays right into Brentford's hands. And the big thing is their defense is horrific. Okay, so they might play Malasia, their new left back, instead of um, Luke Shaw, because Luke Shaw is slow and can't attack. But look at their back line. Who are they going to put? Varane? Varane, who is older? And who apparently is not on the favorability list of Eric Ten Hag for some weird reason. And I'll get to Ten Hag in a second. Um, and then you've got either your choice of Maguire, Slaphead, who is captain again for some weird reason, and Lissandro Martinez. Now, Lissandro Martinez is five foot nine. What do you think Thomas Frank has been practicing with Brentford, 
this whole time. Pinning the ball. I mean, even when you look at the game against Leicester, we were pinning the ball forward to Tony, to Mbwemo, to Wizza. Mostly to Ivan Tony. This is part of the, and we know this, this is Thomas's strategy. Is to press and pin the ball forward. So we're looking at a circumstance where where how this Manchester United side is set up plays right into what Thomas Frank wants to do. It's exactly what we want to do if we are going to win this match. When we look at Leicester, I believe we had 19 or 20 or 50, oh, I'm sorry, 51 long passes. So even if they decide to play a Varane and a Martinez, which I don't think Eric Ten Hag is smart enough to do, you're still playing a five foot nine center back against Ivan Tony, who is not slow, as we've seen, very fast. And Ivan Tony, <coughs> Ivan Tony, is a monster. So, I, I don't see how Manchester United... And then on the right-hand side, you got Diego Della. Or Juan Basaka. But apparently Juan Basaka is out of favor. And so they're going to play Diego Della. And if you've ever seen Della play... Yikes, Manchester United. It's just a disaster. He is a disaster of a fullback. So, and he gets scared with a press. If you press Dallow and you press these center backs like Thomas Frank wants to do, you're going to find success. So, I'm fully expecting with the G Tech behind him. And we've seen the G-Tech when it's rocking and rolling. We saw that against Arsenal last year. I think that this is even going to be probably just... It's already sold out. It's already been confirmed sellout. And I don't think Manchester United's going to travel that well. They're talking about emptying Old Trafford. I think this is just going to be equal to or even more than... What happened last year, opening game against Arsenal. Now, Carlos is obviously not going to be part of the plan. But I could see Josh De Silva making a really impactful, playing that Sergio Carlos role. And let's not forget... I fully expect Mikel Damsgaard to play. Probably not start. I don't see him starting. I don't think he's to the level fitness-wise that Thomas would want. Doesn't know the system. But I definitely see him getting in probably the second half. I think 
though, Keenlos Potter is going to be an issue, especially since he wins headers. He won it in the championship. He's won it everywhere he's been. He's a very good aerial specialist. And he's going to be going up against Adamo or uh, Harry Maguire, who Slabhead is, you know, you'll draw a foul on him. Probably a penalty, if you're clever enough. So, let's talk Eric Ten Hag. This guy is completely in over his head. I, I don't see Thomas being outsmarted by him. Yes, Thomas lost to Rainiak and um, Ole. I mean, there's no shame in losing to Ralph Rainiak. But Ole, yeah, not that good, obviously. So, I actually think Eric Ten Hag is worse than Ralph Rainiak. And I think that this also gives us a puncher's, puncher's chance. How he wants to play is out of the back. And if you watch that Brighton match, what, what did Brighton do? They pressed him. And David De Gea, this quote-unquote world-class goalkeeper, looked absolutely lost. He does not, he's not good with the ball at his feet. And this is where, again, the bees can capitalize. If we manage to swarm him, and I see no reason not to, because they have no midfield. They have no midfield. Even if they play Donnie van der Beek and, I don't know, Zidane Eichbowl. I don't think they will, though. I, I think that they're going to go with a McFred or Donnie and Fred, Donnie McDominie combination. And still, that's that midfield is not scary. And this is coming from someone who watches Christian Norgard, Jan Alt, every week. So, I'm not afraid of that midfield. And I don't think Thomas is going to be afraid of that midfield either. I think even if Manchester decides to start Cristiano... They're going to drop Erickson back and deeper to d help with distribution. But that, again, plays into the hands of Brentford. Because, again, we press them, we mark Erickson out of the match. You have Yonald mark Erickson to death. If he's not playing center back. And I'll talk about that later. But I don't think Eric Ten Hag is up for the Premier League. I think he is a bald... Um, Dutch manager, you know, uh, bald, bald Ronald Koeman. I honestly don't see any tactical areas where he's better than Thomas Frank. And what was the big question about Brendan Rodgers last week? What was the biggest criticism? He only used one sub. You listen to Manchester United fans. He put on Cristiano Ronaldo, and I think he used two subs that whole match, not taking advantage of the five-sub role. I don't know if he didn't know it, I, which, again, speaks to his intelligence as a manager. 
I don't know if he's just lazy, but I don't think Eric Ten Hag is long for this world in the Premier League. I think that that, again, plays into Thomas Frank's hands. If we are speaking about which manager I'd rather have, I'd rather have Thomas Frank. So, let's again look into the stats for a second between Manchester United and Brighton. Because I want to compare it to what Brentford did. Again, so they came out with a, it looks like a four, four three three, even though it's kind of like a four two three one formation. Brighton countered with a three 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 one, or three of uh, three five one. Very interesting approach. And let's look up here. Reading from this article from Total Football Analysis, and this again plays into the Brentford model, what we want to do. Brighton constantly look to go long. This can be seen from Sanchez's. Sanchez is a... Center back. All right, so they were constantly looking to go long. And actually, if you watch that match, or if you've seen replays of the Brighton-Manchester United match, you'll notice right off the bat that Brighton went long right off of kickoff. I believe Pascal Gross, who had two goals, I believe Gross, what, or Danny Welbeck, it might have been Welbeck, no, it was Gross. Sorry, it was Pascal Gross. He he burnt um, Delo right off there, hit the side netting, pulled a Mbomo. So I fully expect us to come out and do the same thing. There, when you look at the map, the total football analysis map, he had, and this is Sanchez, the center back for Brighton. He had six total passes, which were long, from goal kicks. Oh, I'm sorry, it's a goal kick, excuse me. But again, they went long constantly. And that helped with his shape. And so... <laughs> Why is this important? Well, if Manchester United decide to play Lissandro Martinez, he's five foot nine. That is not his specialty. That is not his specialty. And he's going to be eaten alive by Ivan Tony and Mbwamo because we are going to go long. Again, we had 51 passes that were long balls against Leicester and Leicester's center backs of Fofana 
especially, mostly Fofana, are a lot better in the air. Martinez can't handle that. And this is a very important stat. Again, this is from Total Football Analysis. Since the beginning of last season, just 9.08% of Brighton's total passes per game were long balls. On Sunday against Manchester United, this significantly leapt to 13.59. So if we're attempting 51 long balls against Leicester, what are we going to do against 5'9", Lissandro Martinez? Troussard, I'm sorry, that was Troussard who almost scored against Dilla. And again, when Eric Ten Hag set up in this 4-3-3, that allowed Brighton to break, get the ball into the channels. What does Thomas Frank want us to do? Break and get the balls into the channels quickly and have possession. Being possession-based and quick, quick forwards. Again, Keen Lewis Potter, Wizza, Mbwamo, De Silva, Ivan Tony, quick, Mikhail Damsgaard, quick, very good dribber, dribblers, good possession. This forces United. United don't have a counter, especially if they're playing a Vanderbeek or a McFred or a McTominay or a Fred and McTominay or um, Fred and Donnie. They don't have the midfielders who can stop us. Leicester did in that first half when we lined up in that 4 3 3. That's why I put 4 3 4 3. Um, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But again, from total football. That 4-3-3 Manchester United set up in allowed Brighton to counter and break and keep possession because and fill those channels. United didn't have an answer for him. So Dallow plays for, further forward to create a 3-1 structure on the base with Fred operating in a single pivot. That's how Ten Hag has played. That's how he played in Ajax. That's how he's going to play in Manchester United with that single pivot. Plays right into Brentford's hands. Especially if he plays someone higher like a McTominay and Erickson. I don't think he's going to play Erickson higher. I think he's going to use a false nine again. I don't think he and Cristiano get along. Where do they attack? Well, because Harry Maguire slabhead is so slow, they attack that left pairing with, um, or that right pairing with Dallo. They had no answer. And this is Danny Welbeck we're talking about, who had a field day, man of the match, was Welbs against Manchester United. What do you think Ivan Tony? A Keen Lewis Potter, a Wizza, a Mbwamo is going to do. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. 
So because they attacked L.O. and McGuire and were attacking Martinez with a long bomb, it pulled that shape apart in the back. And again, that plays right into Brentford's hands. Now let's look at pressing and how Brighton beat Manchester United. He changed it to a 3-2-3-2 press. Welbeck was the lead presser. So... <clears throat> Brighton Central adopted midfielders adopted a flexible man-to-man -man approach further down the pitch. This was smart by Potter as Erickson and Fernandez were constantly rotating positions and trying to receive the ball in different areas of the pitch. Again, he might drop either Bruno or Erickson deeper. And that leads to man marking, which I mean, what is Yonel's specialty is man marking someone out of the match. If he's not a center back. So. If. If. Thomas decides not to play Yonot at center back. It's going to be a rough day for Erickson or uh, Fernandez. So. In terms of XG everyone's favorite set. Brighton had a 1.85 XG to Manchester's 0.79, and that was only because Manchester got a late little rally at the end. This is the type of dysfunctional club that Brentford is going to feast upon. I think that if this was later in the season, if they had had the time to go get a... a um, Frankie Dion, or now even of Rabiot, even though Rabiot is kind of awful. If they were able to go get these players, I'd be a little concerned. But we are facing them at the perfect time. The perfect time. We don't have to worry about their midfielders. Yes, Leicester. There's no James Madison. There's no uh, Telemans. There's no... Dewsbury Hall in Manchester. So if we set up in the 4-3-3 again, I'm not as concerned as I was last time. But I don't think that we should. And I think that in terms of pinning long balls and what Manchester is really weak at and what our strengths are, I think we set up in a 3-4-3. Put Yonolt on the left. Obviously, Raya gets the start. Pontus in the middle. Then me on the right. Then I'd go Hickey, De Silva, Norgard, Rico Henry. Because when you look at it, how Brighton attacked was three at the back. And having their playmakers up in the middle. Because uh, Manchester's midfield couldn't respond. And attacking Dalla. And attacking 
five foot nine Martinez. Even if they play Varane, he's going to be slow against Tony. So pinning that ball and attacking Martinez is key. I think Hickey can do it as well. So that's a deadly combination. So I put Hickey and Rico forward a little more, back into a more midfield wingback position. And then I'd go Mbwamo, Tony, Keen Lewis Potter. Wizza, I don't think can cross. I don't think he can win as many headers as Keen Lewis Potter. I don't think he's as fast. I think Keen gets a start. Now, I can understand the argument for having Wizza come on and using it's starting and using Keen Lewis Potter as a change of pace. Hmm. I don't know. I, I think Keen Lewis Potter should start this match. We'll see. If if we're going with a 3-4-3. Damsgaard and Whistle would be the subs. Again. And then I would bring on Baptiste later on if we have control of the match. Because Baptiste deserves it. And he hasn't shown anything of concern. And we know he can pin the ball forward. Norgard can at times, but... I, and with De Silva, De Silva's been pinging it a lot. I would have, though, Baptiste come on probably in the 17th minute for Norgard because, again, he can pin the ball forward and is very good with long passes. So how do I think this match is going to go? I think it's going to be 3-1. Um, I think they get a late goal to make it look competitive. I think they're going to go with a similar lineup, a same formation, 4-3-3. <clears throat> Maybe Cristiano up front, but things don't seem right there. Martial might be back. Don't know for sure. Rashford, Trashford, crap. Um, and the midfield is a joke. So I'm not as concerned as I was against Leicester, and it's at home. So there's your preview. Again, I say 3-1 Bs.